boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting-edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Just the Tips. This is your host, James P. Friel. I am thrilled that you guys are here with us today. We have uh, we have an absolutely amazing show in store for you guys. Um, I'll uh, I'll get to introducing our guests in just a second. But the bottom line is, if you want to figure out how to dream bigger, manifest bigger things in your life and in your business, uh, she's an absolute expert at helping not just uh, herself at doing that, but teaching other people how to do that, which I think is one of the biggest differences between people who can communicate their process and how they do things. And so I'm super excited to have her on the show. In the meantime, I see him cresting over the hill and he's coming in riding on his white noble steed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. The one, the only bearded wonder from the United Kingdom, Mr. Dean Holland. <laughs> I don't know why, but that word cresting over the hill just completely broke me down. I'm like trying not to cry as you were introducing. <laughs> well, it's true. I mean, you just like came right over and your cape was flying in the background in the wind. And, you know, it's just it was pretty amazing. And what's more amazing is how quickly you become composed and sitting oh, right in front of your now. microphone. Oh, I'm used to it now. You don't think this hair was styled like this just 10 seconds ago, do you? The wind had to catch me right and jump yeah. straight into some new attire, and here I am. Here you are. No, and it's and it's brilliant to see you. Oh, indeed, indeed. As is is you, my friend. I can't <laughs> help but notice there's a few extra books in the background. Is this to emphasize your intelligence whilst on the show? Or? It's to compensate for my lack of intelligence. I'm hoping right. that like the more books I put in the background, like the smarter people think I am. Right, so, okay. Yeah, well, you must be careful not to nudge the green screen when you move. So. <laughs> right. So, uh, so we've got we've got an amazing guest on the show today. Um, she is somebody who I know personally. Uh, I got to meet her about a year and a half ago, and was just really impressed with her ability to help other people. Right. I think there's, um, you know, there's so many there's so many successful entrepreneurs, and and sometimes you meet that one person who's like really good at helping other people do the thing instead yeah. of just doing it themselves. Cause I think it takes an extra bit of talent to be able to sort of articulate, well, how are you doing what you're doing? And yeah. so, so she's uh, not only author of uh, a best-selling book, but she's also um, an amazing human being. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Gina DeVee. What's up, everyone? So happy to be here. Thanks for that great introduction, James and Dean. Cool to see you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's unfortunate you didn't have a horse, but we didn't give you enough heads up. Um, yeah. So next time, if you're uh, if you're back on the show, we'll make sure you. I'll request up. a magic carpet, please. Oh wow! Look at that. See, she's already manifesting right here. Yes, right there now. we go. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. So, uh, so, so Gina, there's a lot of stuff that I um I would like to get into with cool. you today. Um, but you know, one of the, what the title, title of the show is, you know, how to create 10 K months, which I think for a lot of people is a, is a big milestone. Holy grail. Holy grail. Um, you know, so, so for, uh, for people who are listening to this, who haven't achieved that milestone, some of the stuff we're going to talk about here is going to directly impact your ability to get there. And if you've already gotten there, don't feel like this isn't for you because the same 
strategies, the same principles that we're going to talk about, about manifesting and creating that for yourself can be used to add another 10K to your to your monthly income 100K. or 100K. Oh. I know. Listen, I'm just seven figures and multiple seven figures. Yes. We're giving all, all right. The today. All right. Good. The gloves have come off, Dean. <laughs> anyway, I thought I was in the firing line. I'm just going to sit back and let you take it all. Don't worry. Another 10K. Another 10K, 100K, whatever. Right. Because yeah. um, there's a process to yeah. thinking big, right? There's a process to getting clear about what you want to create. And that's the biggest reason that I want to have you on the show because I think it could be so valuable for people to hear what uh, what you have to say. But before we get to that, I wanna know, how did you get here? Ooh, the juicy backstory. All yes. right, so I am a school teacher's kid from Detroit. I didn't grow up rich or poor. It was the Midwest, it was go to college and get a job mentality. So did, your, we- did your parents ride a horse into work? I just. Uh, it was, uh, they worked for my grandfather worked for Ford. So if you consider the Mustang, okay. <laughs> All right. Close. Close. It's an We're automotive industry. We, we drove Ford cars and it was like this mentality. You go to college and you get a job. But I, as a little girl, I always had a bigger dream for my life. And somehow my big, like, I want to play a big game in the world and go to college and get a job. I, you know, I became very compliant. And sadly for me, I just settled going for um, to a state school because it was less expensive than the out-of-state school. And I just got like stuck in this mediocre mentality of just be practical, be reasonable, be, you know, smart with your money. Mm. Well, I was uh, apparently I did everything right and I got it all wrong. I did go to college. I did get a job. I ended up getting a master's degree in clinical psychology and I was $75,000 in debt, had shot all of my credit. And I'm pretty sure I had a tax lien at that point, too. Um, And the only thing that makes all of this worse is that I was 30 years old now living at home with my parents in the suburbs of Detroit. Nice. Wow. <laughs> Sexy. Yeah. So, the American dream. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you haven't lived until you've done winter in Detroit, which is 10 months, by the way. So <laughs> I'm sitting here like young, smart, willing to work hard, allegedly educated. And I'm now a psychotherapist. And at the end of a year and a half, I literally got to the point where I hated helping people. Not a good place to get to. For any human, let alone when that's how you make your living. Right. <laughs> so, right. Gina, you got to change something fast, girl. And so I would like in my lame life, go home after working 75 hours a week and watch like Entertainment Tonight and those kind of shows. <laughs> it just seemed like everyone in L.A. was rich and beautiful. And I was like, a geographical cure. I'm going to start believing in it. And like a couple of like Tony, uh, Tony Robbins, hour of power CDs later, I like <laughs> packed up Detroit. I was done with being a therapist. I'm like getting myself to LA and I'm going to be a life coach because nice. you know why life coaches can charge in packages. So rather than living consistently broke on my $2,000 a month. Yes. Did I mention I was making a whopping $24,000? So you had a master's degree in clinical psychology and you're making $2,000 a month. You got it. Nice. Uh, okay. And so- that's, parents- I think that's the same amount of money you made 
nightly as a burlesque dancer, Dean, if I'm not incorrect. Well, I did also get tips, so I don't mean to brag on this call or anything, but I was quite the catch. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now we'll, we'll play the highlight reel at some other point. All right. So you moved to L.A. I moved to L.A. and I uh, declared myself life coach extraordinaire. No more of this therapy stuff. And I was going to charge in packages and I created out of thin air, a $6,000 package. Why? Because that's how much my bills were. And I figured if I just got one client and I didn't do a payment plan because I couldn't afford it, I was like, that would like pay my bills. Now this is sounding really, really sexy. I know, but not when you sell <laughs> it's one. It's sounding so altruistic. It's ridiculous. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's not so sexy when you sell one every four to six months. So rather than being consistently <laughs> broke, where I knew I couldn't pay my bills every month, now I got to be neurotically broke because any given day, <laughs> I might land a client right. or not. So it was like <laughs> that. And I this was like circa 2004. So it's sort of like pre-internet marketing. And I um, moved to LA, had no friends, was depressed. My family wasn't really speaking to me at the time because they thought I was crazy. Uh, we, we mentioned the $75,000 in debt situation, no email list or website. And I was down to my last $100. And and then we invited you to be on Just the Tips, and that brings us to today. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> Here's how the, um, so I didn't know what else to do, so I prayed. And I'm like, God, like, you got to do something here. Like, I don't know what else to do. And so a friend of a friend called and said, I've got a free ticket to an event in Orange County. Do you want to go? And I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. And I said, sure. And I put $20 of that 100 in my of gas in my car, drove down to Orange County. I was like, I grew up in a Christian household. So I walk into this event and it's the science of getting rich. So now I'm like, great. I can be like a spiritual good girl and like broke, or I can basically sell myself to the devil. Cause this was like the one thing I was afraid of. Cause I did actually just want to help people. And the whole money thing was weird to me. So I walk Wait, in. When you say, hold on. I want to unpack this a second. When yeah. you say, when you say the money thing was weird to you, yes. what, do you what do you mean by that? You know, I'm going to generalize here, but like, you know, Christians have such a weird mentality about money. Like you're not supposed to have it. And you're not supposed to focus on it. You're supposed to give it away. I also grew up with Jews and I preferred their mentality. I was like an honorary member of the tribe. Like I wanted to have a healthier. Cause they're like, you're supposed to keep it. We like, we like it. <laughs> yeah. No problem charging their worth. Right. And I'm like, you know, these are generalizations here, but I just, I, I had a very, um, I didn't, I didn't have any wealth consciousness. I didn't even know what that was. I just wanted to help people. I thought clients would, if I was good at what I did, clients would magically show up. I did. I didn't realize that when I became a psychotherapist, I became an entrepreneur. That was, that was, uh, you know, shocker number one. So now I walk into this seminar and I like see people buzzing around and they're happy. And I hadn't been happy in so long. It looked like they were weird and I wasn't. <laughs> and then I get to the check-in desk and like the secret had just come out. So you get your like three ring binder and your book. And then I'm sitting there. I'm like, everyone's talking about the secret, the secret. And like, I don't normally contemplate buying a $20 DVD that long, but when it's 20% of your net worth, you're going to think about that. But I, being the risk taker that I am, bought the CD. So now I got $60 in my bank account and I go and sit down to the back of the room and I'm just like, what have I gotten myself into? And then Bob Proctor walks out and says, you will not have a full life unless you're extremely rich. Paraphrasing, but that's what I heard. Then I really freaked out. 
And I thought, this, this can't be the thing. But he started talking about how there's no lack of money in the world and there's no lack of clients yeah. in the world. And I had never heard this in my entire life. My soul was like, yes. So I'm like soaking it in and my like vibe is raising and I'm learning how to like visualize and, and that everything is possible and that we can do this. And so I'm just like, and right there, James, I, I made this decision. I would never struggle again financially. It just came in. I made the decision. I, with $60 in my bank account and only access to a debit card, would never <laughs> struggle again financially. Didn't know how, but I made that decision. And you know, a decision means to cut. Yep. So I was like, I was done with the old life. And then I created my first mantra. Because my mantra used to be, I'd love to, but I don't have the money. Gina, do you want to take the next class? Do you want to go on a trip? Do you want to go to dinner? Do you want to have a lot? I'd love to, but I don't have the money. Well, hold on. That's That's really interesting there because you didn't intentionally create that mantra, right? But that was the mantra. And right. so, so many people don't think they're like, oh, mantras are for weirdos. You're already doing a mantra. Like yeah. whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, the, the average human has like uh, 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and almost all of them are subconscious. So for and you to think like you don't already have a mantra is absurd. So your mantra was, I'd love to, but I don't have the money. Yep. So once I made the decision that I was never going to struggle again financially, I also made an audacious decision that I was never again going to say I'd love to, but I don't have the money. Nice. So now I'm like vibing high and this California thing <laughs> is working and I'm just like having fun now and the vibrant vibe and Bob walks off the stage and it was one of those multi-speaker events and the next, yeah. and it was a woman who walked on the stage now and she's like talking about all the mil her empire and the millions. And I was like, this is amazing. I have found my people. I don't even care what she's selling. I'm totally going <laughs> to it. And then she does her pitch, $17,000 package. <laughs> and you're like, I love to, but I, hold on. I can't say that anymore. Yeah. How do I say it differently? Yeah, that's right. First of all, I mentioned my parents were school teachers. I never knew anybody who had 17,000 laying around, number one. Number two, I was thinking if I had 17,000, why would I need a coach at all? This was my mentality at the time. But third of all, I just promised myself I would never again say I'd love to, but I don't have the money. Right, I really exactly. wanted in her coaching program and I want to be. So I walk up to her at the break and she's super tall. And I like, I look up at her. I'm like, hi, I'm Gina. I'm going to be your next star student. So great to meet you. Um, I'm looking at the order form here. I'm like, you know, just um, one question. Do you do a payment plan? And I'm like. I don't know why I asked for a payment plan because it's not like I had a corporate salary or an inheritance coming in. I had $60 and like a no known client showing up. And she looks at me and she says, no. And I'm like, this is the problem with rich people. Doesn't she understand? Like, like if she would just let me in the program and then I could pay her afterwards. Like my mindset was so messed up. But I was angry and I'm Sicilian. So then I walked up to her assistant with the order form and, uh, filled in all 16 digits of the debit card with expiration date. And I looked at her and I said, you give me two weeks until you run that card. And then the <laughs> next speaker was sold a $10,000 package. And I picked that puppy up too. Oh my like, goodness. Oh, wow. binder under one arm and the secret under the other and drove back home to LA. I see myself with $30,000 in two weeks. I can feel $30,000 in my bank account in Wells Fargo. I'm visualizing my balance being $30,000 in five days, in four days. And Glenn says to me, my then boyfriend, now husband, he's like, Gina, what are we going to do with you? If I was like, nope, we will speak nothing other than the true and complete manifestation, manifestation of this dream. I see myself being coached by these coaches. I see myself being in these programs. 
Well, two days before the deadline, I'm coaching one of my three existing clients. And it's like the last session, it was marriage coaching people. Obviously, I didn't know anything about business at the time. The last session of the six-month package, and we're just going to call him Dave. And call I said, Dean. Dean. All right. Yeah, I was yeah. like, yeah. you know. Or Doug. Well, well, Actually, Dean, it was Doug. <laughs> we're good. And he's like, you know, Gina, these six months have been amazing. My marriage is awesome. I just got one question for you. And I'm like, yeah, Dean. And he says, um, I think I'd like you to coach my sales team. Uh, James and other Dean, I, I knew this guy had a business and I was freaked out about him ever asking me anything in that department because I didn't want him to know I was an idiot when it came to all that stuff. Like I could do the therapy, like relationship stuff. And so I was like trying to sound smart and I was like, sure, Dean. Yeah. Um, well, what is it that you sell? Basement waterproofing. Oh yeah. Basement waterproofing. Now, that people, always gets me fired up in a morning. Nothing sexier than basement waterproofing. Did not look that different then than I do today. I wear JLo kind of jewelry. I'm really universe basement waterproofing sales manager. Moi. But I'm thinking to myself. And so then I just said, well, Dean, um, how many people are on your sales team? That sounds like a smart sales manager kind of question to ask, right? Yeah. He says 10. <laughs> Mouth. Those are the, that was the end of my business questions. I didn't know what else to say. I didn't have any strategy. I didn't know he or she who speaks first loses. I didn't know nothing. I'm sitting there and he says, so Gina, what do I do? Buy 10 of those $6,000 packages of yours? Yes. Sounds like a deal. <laughs> of course, Dean. That's exactly what you do. <laughs> and in two weeks, not $30,000, but $60,000 of packages came in out of nowhere and I bought my coaching packages and a trip to San Tropez. And no that's way. how I got started with packages. <laughs> Damn, Ooh. there we go. Great story. That that's freaking story. awesome. You know, I don't even know if I, you know, I, I know you and I don't know if I've ever heard that full story before. Oh. You were, she was saving it for the show. That's it. Well, I did get a message ahead of time that Gina didn't really like you that much. So she saved all the good stories to share with me. <laughs> right. Until she got on the show and realized she liked you even less. <laughs> it's usually what happens. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. So, so there's so much I want to unpack here sure. um, because you've talked about sort of wealth consciousness and the mindset mm -hmm. required, right? Then, yeah. um, you know, one of the other things that I, I picked up on during this is that you didn't just wait for this result to happen, you continued to do what you could do. Yes. Right. Like, and, and, and at the moment, I'm sure it didn't feel like a ton, but you're like, well, I already know that this is what I can do. So I'm going to keep doing this. Yes. And number three, um, you would not have gotten that opportunity had you not already created a great result for somebody else. Right. Like the guy, the guy wouldn't have been like, Oh, I want you to coach my sales team. If he thought, you were going to suck at it. True, true. And I just think that there's a, I think that the universe has eyes. Am I allowed to talk like a little bit spiritual here that like when money goes where there's a purpose and I was so clearly obsessed, like what it talks about in Think and Grow Rich with there's that white heat. Yeah. The burning desire, a burning desire. I was so passionate with a very clear burning desire that, that there was part uh, major part of law of attraction happening here too. All right. So unpack your process. We need, yes. this is what's, Hey Dean, what, remind me what the, what's the name of this show? Uh, can you look around, see if you could find it somewhere? Yes. 
Oh, here we go. Page three, just the tips. Okay. So, all right. So Gina, just, just yeah. thank you. Thank you, Dean. Um, tell us how, like, tell us how this works. So somebody, you know, we titled the show, how to get, you know, your first 10 K month, yes. or if you're already there, you know, much, much more. What's your process for this? Sure. So the first thing that people need to understand is that making money is easy. Struggling is what's hard. And so anybody that is in a service-based business that is not already making 10K months, you absolutely deserve to be. And, and that is just a fact that everybody deserves to have prosperity. And in, in today's world, you can't live um, a full existence. If you're waking up every day, like I used to be like, how am I going to make money today? How am I going to mm -hmm. make money today? And so, you know, you get to pick what number's right for you. But I've just found over the past 20 years of doing this work, 10K is like a bare minimum baseline. And so what I went and took a look at is if you got to know what your goal is. So we're going to use 10K, but everyone can use whatever number's right for them. Know what your goal is and then why. So like, how would you actually spend that 10K so you can get really invested in the purpose mm. of it? And, you know, whether it's mortgage or car payment or paying off debt or hiring an organic chef or whatever your thing is, but know and like get intimate with the money. That's one of the tips. Um, Cause I used to just avoid this thing that I didn't think I was good at. So when you get mm -hmm. intimate with the money, you've got your specific goal, you know why it is. And then everything becomes very simple. And basically the good news in the marketplace is for a 90-day service-based package, a $3,000 price point or $2,500 up front for 12 sessions, it's pretty industry standard. Mm -hmm. You know, people can start lower if you need to edge into it. Um, and then when you realize if you sell four $2,500 packages in a month, you're only working with four clients. Mm -hmm. And you just made 10 grand. And then if you do it again the next month to make it consistent, because who wants to be a one hit wonder, then you're working with a total of eight clients, again, not too much. And then you do the same thing the third month. So basically every month for three months, you get four clients and it's 12 people. You know, when that's not a lot of people and that's life changing, at least it would have been for me when I was making two grand a month or five grand mm -hmm. a month, getting to 10 grand was a really big deal. So you go and change 12 people's lives over the course of three months, charge 2,500 per package. And it is that simple. All right. So let me, so let me, uh, so, so knowing people that I've seen, I've worked with all that, let's just like, let's just deal with some of the common objections to this Bring head it. on. Okay. So somebody's going to come up and say, like, I don't know if what I know how to tell people to do is worth that amount of money. Yep. Um, I haven't, I've been in this field 20 years. And the thing that I see that people, when people say that, it's actually not true. They're just not valuing themselves. They're not taking a look at what they've overcome. They're not taking a look at their life experience. They're assuming that what they know, everybody knows, or what's easy for them is easy for everyone else. Like, I think you know, that's a big, I think that's a super big insight right there. Yes. What you know is not common knowledge. You know it. And not everybody else knows it. Like think, think about like, all of the, you know, the way you were brought up, think about all your experiences, think about the books that you've read, the things that you've listened to, the things that you've done, the people that you've interacted with, all of that. How many other people on this planet have done that exact same path? Mm -hmm. Nobody. Yeah. So it, it stands to reason 
that not everybody else knows the same things as you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like that is factual. Like we can demonstrate that without too much effort. Well, and I think the thing that everyone has to be aware of is as well is that a lot of times the longer you've been learning your craft and the longer you've been doing it, you know, in the early stages, you know, you do forget that you how much you know, don't you? Mm-hmm. It's like you forget the little small things that it took for you to take those first steps. And you forgot, really, because you're so much further down that path now, you know, you've forgotten what it's like to begin a lot of times. And so you don't put the value on what it is that you know and how few people know what you've got. Yeah. And particularly for women, I think that men are much better about this, but women are natural encouragers. And what so much of what we've done for free our entire lives or watched other women do, it can be kind of confusing that you would charge for that. But think about it when you're having a rough day, and if you actually had a coach, to like call and process what was going on. Like in, in, in past, you know, eras when like four generations of families were living in under the same roof or tribes were living together, like that all happened within the tribe. And, uh, but we don't have that. So now we pay for professional support, um, you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically, health-wise. And sometimes it's not even the knowledge. Sometimes it's actually the accountability and the support because, Something like, see these stairs up there is an at-home gym, and I know how to use the TRX bands. I know how to press <laughs> go on the treadmill, and I also um, know how to lift my 10-pound weights. However, thankfully, Ben, who's there on Zoom with me every day, I would never do it if I wasn't paying him for a package Every single day, there's no way I would be accomplishing my health and fitness goals um, without paying for the accountability. And that's a value. Yeah. Yeah, it is a value. Because what what you need to realize is people want the result, mm-hmm. right? They want the result. And when you're thinking about like, oh, like, I don't know this, I don't know that or whatever, it's like you're you're looking more at the process probably then at, you know, can I just be there to help somebody get a result, right? I, I have a, a trainer similar to what you, you just described, Gina. And, um, and it's amazing, right? And could, do I know what to do? Yeah. Do I always want to without, you know, having that accountability? Not really, you know? And so it takes, it takes some pressure off and it does create some, uh, some support mm-hmm. and we all need support, right? So I think that's, uh, that's one of the important things here. Um, let me, let me ask you another question. So, so this process of, you know, being intentional and purposeful behind the money that you are trying to create and want to create and all of that, you said that we could use this process for much bigger sums of money. So that's not going to mean like we're coaching a hundred people a month. Like what is, so you want to ask how I cross seven figures? Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get to that. Yeah. That sounds like a good way to move forwards. I did it with 12 clients. 12 clients. I had a $100,000 package, not my first year in business, but had a $100,000 package, sold it to 12 people, had a 5,000 person list and made 1.2 million with 12 clients. Pretty simple. Yeah. Right. I just got to go. I need to email 12 people real quick. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first seven figures. All know? right. So let's talk. So, so, all right. So what did, what, how did you show up for those 12 people? 
Well, this now turns into the SNL episode. So um, don't do what I did, but learn from my mistakes. So basically, so uh, the, what was I? I was probably now maybe two, three years into business. Actually, I was three years exactly into business because I remember they said anyone can become a millionaire in three years. And I'm like, well, I make $24,000 a year. I'm going to see if I can prove that right. And I did. And three years later, I crossed the seven-figure line. Um, so I was working on my own self-worth issues at the time. And I saw other people charging $100,000 packages. And at first I just made them wrong because like mm. who would do that? And if you had a hundred thousand, why would you need a coach? But the, then the more I got into it and started raising, I'm like, okay, now I get it. So in my first package, no joke, Enola, I gave away the sun, the moon, the stars. And if I had a firstborn, they would have got that one too. It was, <laughs> it was, so do not, another tip is do not over deliver, over deliver, is like over drinking. It's like overeating. It doesn't feel good to anybody. Do not over deliver. Now, this is an interesting, this is an interesting thing you bring up here because a lot of people are like, oh, you've got to over deliver, right? Like, you know, you know, blow people's expectations, like all this, like, so this is, I, I don't want to say controversial, but there would be people who disagree with this. Can you, can you unpack that? Like, why do you say that? So blow people's expectations, yes. Be masterful in your work, sure. But over-delivering, it's like overstuffing a bag. It's over. Like it doesn't, it doesn't fit. So here's what I offered in my because I was like, oh, well, I've really got to deliver. So I they got weekly sessions with me, 52 weeks. They got a private, they got six private day-long intensives with me. So like one every other month. Wow. So Jen Sincero, if you know, like the author of You Are a Badass, mm -hmm. the badass book, she was a client of mine during the time. And like by the end of that year, I remember her saying, she's like, I've got like three intensives left. She's like, can I, can I give them away? Like, <laughs> it was like people like don't want that much. Um, when I was, when I, I, when I did my first, my first one day intensive was a thousand dollars. And then I upped it to 3000 and I was like, Oh my God, someone's going to pay $3,000 for a day. Like I got to really over deliver. I started that day at night. It was from nine to nine. And, and then I moved it up to a three day minimum. I had these poor people had to have breakfast, lunch, and dinner with me and process all their stuff from nine to nine. On day two, I remember this one lady flew in from out of state and she said, can I just lay down and take a nap? <laughs> <laughs> she took a two hour nap on my couch. She was so tired. Another lady, like, like can I leave at five o'clock? I mean, like people. She's like, you are killing me. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So now if you come for a one day intensive, when I have them available, they're like 10 to four. That's yeah. what I, you know, a year long package. So that's what I mean. Don't people, they, they, you need to offer, and it was fine for me to do that because I learned what people needed and, and how much time I needed to be able to do really great work. Um, you know, and you don't know the first time you do something. So learn from my mistakes. Don't do weekly sessions and offer six private intensive days in a year. Even well, and I think, I think this, this same, this same concept of, um, you know, the, the temptation to over deliver or just like stuff everything in is very real with, you know, with other things too, with, with info right. products or with, you know, other ways of learning, like there's only so much you can digest. Right. 
And, and, and if you're not, I, I think the, I think the value of working with somebody is that they're showing you what thing you need now, as opposed to just throwing the whole kitchen sink at you and right. hoping that you're going to like figure it out on your own. Right? right. And it's because there's all the, all the information is already out there. Exactly. Right. The value of working with somebody is they're like, Oh, here, like understanding your context Here's what's going on in your world. Now, let's use this tool this week right now to get this result. And so you're getting you're getting paid for discernment and judgment, mm. not for the volume uh or, you know, amount of content that you're firehosing at people. Absolutely. Well, well I I I would say that sometimes I think people get I think people mix up over-delivering with trying to wow their customer. And so they think the way to wow them is to give them more. Yes, great instead point. Instead of considering a differentiation between like a wow experience mm -hmm. and an over-delivery of that experience. Mm -hmm. I think if people can think about those and differentiate between the two, you see a big difference. It's actually, you know, I would say like it's actually really easy to wow them. And it is easy also to overwhelm through over-delivery, right? If you get that wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't want to, you don't want overwhelm people. Overwhelm people don't get results. Exactly. Right. That's the problem, right? Like, say, you know, go back to your trainer that, you know, Ben, who you get on Zoom with, right? Like, what if he made you work out for eight hours, right? <laughs> with weights that are too heavy for you and like all that, you're going to be exhausted. Like, you're not going to get the result, right? There is, there is that effective dose and it's got to come at the right time for you and what's going on, uh, what's going on with you. So I think that's, uh, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, and I think a lot of new people, they come in and they think that if they have more modules or more videos or more bonus sessions or more time with their coach, that that's going to be the thing. And like, just to model, like I have a new program coming out. <clears throat> it is for people who are already at six figures, but it is, there's one group call every month. They have Voxer access to me. And there's one retreat at the end um, in person because hopefully the world will be opened up by then. And these women get like, there's two of the calls are, are a little bit longer so they can have planning sessions, but that's all that's needed. January, there's like a longer chunk for planning session. February, March, it's check-ins and accountability as you need Voxer, do that. April, it's a planning session. May is a call and June is a retreat. And they do get... Uh, two private calls with me for, you know, as needed, but this is way more than enough. And um, I remember one person called me and she's like, but this just doesn't seem like enough support for, for this investment. And I said, if you need more than that, then it's not the right program for you because high level people just know how to get on Voxer, ask a quick question and then move on. You don't need to like wait for your coaching session and, you know, like more calls does not make you more money. So, um, like learn yourself and, and what you need to put into a package so that you can deliver what you need to do. But I know that if people are going to be using Voxer appropriately, we don't need to be on all these calls. All right. So, so, so go, go ahead, Dean. Oh, I was just going to throw in, I think you've just highlighted a really important, another important point for everyone to focus in on. And that is to know your customer. Yes. Like you've just said there, yeah. your mm -hmm. type of customer doesn't need 
that over excessive amount of time. In fact, to them, that's repelling. That's going to repulse them. I don't want to work with you because you make me spend eight hours a day in a room with you. Like I would just <laughs> want an hour to get what I want, you know? Yep. And so, but other people, like you've just highlighted, somebody else is looking for that over delivery, that excessive quantity of time. So I think you've, you know, that's a real important point for everyone to take away, isn't it? Is really understand your customer and what they want. Yes, absolutely. In terms of the tips, um, people too often just ask like, what are people going to buy? What are people going to buy? And if you're really, if you think about how do you want to serve, how do you want to serve, mm. get clear on that yourself. Mm. You will attract the right people and do not be afraid to say, yeah, you, you don't get more calls in this program. That's just probably not the right one for you because right. there's 7.8 billion people on the planet. There's more right. than enough clients for you. Yeah. yeah well, so, so that brings up another point, right? So whether it's, you know, crossing that first 10 K month or beyond, there are some people out there going to be like, well, where do I go and find these people? Like, how does that happen? <clears throat> I, I would love to, to create something life-changing for all of your listeners right now. Should we do that? I'm down. I'm down with this. This sounds very bold and audacious. I mean, I, like I, I think I believe your listeners are up for this challenge. If all the just the tips audience never ever again ask the question, the ridiculous question, <laughs> the the almost insane question, where are the clients? Online. <laughs> Stop asking the question and go get in front of them. Obviously, especially right now, they are online. Where do you think they are? Where yep. do you think they are? Why do people ask that question? They don't know the answer. They haven't heard you say that yet. I like when people like I have. I have a few rules in the Divine Living community. One: no woman is allowed to say that she's overwhelmed. We don't use that word. No woman is allowed to say, I'm struggling with, because that creates those neurological pathways. And nobody gets to ask me, but Gina, where are my clients? Welcome to the club. They're online. And go <laughs> yeah. get in front of them like the rest of us are. It's the most ridiculous question. What do you mean? Where are the clients? Okay, it's so funny because it's like one of the, like, as you gave that response, it's almost like, yeah. But actually, when you step back and actually think about what you're saying there, it's so true that like so many people sit back trying to think where like I don't know how to get them. I don't know where they are. Like they obsess without actually doing anything. And what you're basically like the simplicity in what you just said is so true. Like they're actually on the computer. Now, your job is how are you going to get yourself in front of those people? You know where they are. Yeah. yeah it's like, I mean, are your people on LinkedIn? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Facebook? Like this is you know, this isn't like 1996 where they might be at like a networking meeting or whatever, like they're online. And how do you attract them? How do you get in front? So, so I agree with you. I've been doing online marketing forever. Right. And how, how, for somebody who's like, ah, like I want to, I want to get in front of those people. I believe that I can create a coaching program or I can do some sort of, I can val add value with my expertise, with my background, all that. Now, how am I, how am I getting in front of those people online? So find the main platform that your people are on and master one platform first. The mm -hmm. other, you know, the, the bright, shiny object syndrome, doing a little bit on Facebook and a little on TikTok and a little on LinkedIn. And then there's Pinterest, but what about Twitter? Like, no, it's such, such good advice. Like people are like, oh, I got to do, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do. It's like, wait a second. 
How many billion people are just on Facebook alone? Like, pump the brakes. They, like, they take it from you, James, being such a social media influencer that you are, <laughs> yeah. dominating the socials. I don't leave any room for anybody else. There's no more inventory in the timeline because of I all know, the I gave up because I was like, well, they might as well just follow James. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do less better is one of my best tips. Do oh, less I love that. better. And go and master one platform. And each of them have their, you know, strengths and whatever. But focus on what the strengths are. Master it. And that's where your clients are. And back to, you only need 12. You all, like, there's, you need such a small number of people. Like, this is part of why I do love services and one-on-one -on -one packages. First of all, you don't have to do a whole huge launch. Second of all, you don't have to do a whole huge group program and, yeah. Because, you know, when you do that and if you do it too soon and three people sign up, it's like real estate. You're going to work the same amount, whether there's three people or 3,000 in that program. So this, you know, low volume, high dollar is going to get you really big results really quickly. You need yep. 12 people. And if if 2,500 is too small for you, great. Then then make your package five grand and go do 20 grand months like you can adjust the numbers based on where you're at in businesses and what your um, financial frequency is. You do not I mean, need a lot of people. I had 12 people and I crossed seven figures. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, I feel like you need to chime in with some words of wisdom at this point. Oh, I've had many words of wisdom, haven't I? Not? I've never spoken this much. G Gina and I would disagree. <laughs> well, no, I think um, like I, I just love what you're saying there in terms of like the pricing aspect and the lower numbers. Cause this is an area, especially when people are just starting out. Right. And they have this, like you just said, 10 K is always the magic number. You ask anyone that's at zero, what's the goal. It's always 10 K. Like that's just where it comes from. Yeah. And like, I, I think like a lot of people when they've been on sort of endeavors to try and, and try different opportunities to try and generate any form of income, you know, some people, maybe they've had little scraps, you know, little small sales here and there. And I think, your your process, your path that you're highlighting to people. I imagine just that last sentence you said there about like, you only need like four people, you know, like one a week. You know, I'm, there has to be somebody sitting at home or somewhere right now listening to this saying, oh my God, I've been thinking I need to go find hundreds of people and it's so overwhelming to me or struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to ever find that many people. And when you actually step back and break it down like you have there, I really just hope that like some people just took away from that and said, oh, well, I just need to go find where they are, decide what I'm going to do for these people and just go find one at first. I would even encourage like adding on to what you said, forget about the four or the 10 or the 12 right now, go find one. Yeah. Because that will validate like, oh, I can do this. It will it reinstill that belief, won't it? And really reinforce that and now get two and three. And like you said, that soon adds up with what you're suggesting here. Yeah, I think I think that's right. One One thing you just said, that I don't know if everybody picked up on. You said something about financial frequency. Mm -hmm. Can you elaborate? What do you mean by financial frequency? Sure. Well, I mean, at this point, so I believe that, um, and I write about this in my book, there's three schools that people are predominantly in. You're either in the school of health, the school of love, or the school of money. So I'm in the school of money. So at this point, I can read someone's financial frequency. And it basically means, well, it, it's like, it's like a, it's, it's the short version is how much you can charge. You know, when I saw people in the industry charging $10,000 for like a VIP day intensive, and I was like, I want to do that. But I went home and I asked my intuition, I said, well, but what's my frequency? Like how much could I charge for a day? And I heard a thousand dollars. And 
I owned that with pride because I realized they weren't more talented than me. They weren't more experienced and they weren't um, even better at coaching than I was, but they had a higher wealth consciousness. They had a higher financial frequency so they could go charge the 10 grand and get it. Is but it because, it, is it a, is it belief? Yes. Is that what it is? Is that what you're getting at? Belief and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the way that I grew my belief and confidence was I started where I was at. So when I was like, all right, I'm at a thousand dollars for a day. So I went in and I put that out there and I got that. And then my next one was 1500 and I put that out there and I got that. And then it was 3000 and I got that. So be where you're at. You know, if, if a $2,500 package feels like it's too much right now, you can, you can get to, uh, you can get to 10,000, go create a thousand dollar package and get 10 people. It's mm -hmm. still not a lot. Um, if you want to teach a class and make it 500 and get 20 people, it's, it's not astronomical numbers for you to get to 10 grand. You know, everyone's got to decide what's right for them. And so if you're just like, I, I can't charge 2,500 yet, I get it. I didn't start there either. So find the number that you can charge right now with confidence, yep. put that out in the world and raise your rates tomorrow. I, I completely agree with that. And that's, that's yeah. honestly like, that's been my strategy and on my uh, consulting business for seven years. Like when I first started, I was like, ah, oh, like, I know I like, I have a high degree of confidence. I could help somebody get a result, but I like, I don't, I don't know what it's worth. Like, I don't know how much is fair. So I started at like, uh, I think it was like 2,500 or 3000. And I was like, oh man, like that, that was easy. We created this killer result, like blah, blah, blah. It's just, and it's just consistently gone up. So don't, and like, don't judge your number either. Like be, yeah. be where you are right now and feel confident in that. And then let your, let your wins build your confidence and continue to accelerate, right? Mm -hmm. Like where you are today does not indicate where you will be tomorrow. Like, it's just like, I'm here. And then tomorrow I can be, I can be in a new place. So I think, I think that's great. And I love the term financial frequency. I think that's like, I think that's really cool. Um, so, so, um, so before we go, people want to read your book. They want to find out more about what you're up to. Um, there it is. The audacity to be queen. Obviously your okay. tribe are predominantly women, only women. Um, Dean, Dean was, you know, he had his, uh, his makeup on earlier. He was trying to be part he of your tribe. He bold inflection, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He's, a, he's attracted to that. Um, but is it wrong that I actually am? I mean, I, I <laughs> no, it's not, <laughs> it's not at all. Uh, he's wearing his stilettos. He actually rode into the studio on his horse wearing stilettos. Just a little bit about Dean, but, but your book audacity to be queen. Um, talk a little bit about that for a second and where people can go to find out more about creating a higher level of money consciousness, actually like doing what you did and you've teach, you've teached how, how horrible is that? taught so many people to do the same thing. Yes, yes, yes. Um, well, thank you. My book is called The Audacity to be Queen, The Unapologetic Art of Dreaming Big and Manifesting Your Most Fabulous Life. So um, yes, it's written for women, but men, There's uh, I've now built a multi-million dollar business for and have had it for over a decade. And so many of the principles of how I've done that are in the book. Plus you have a feminine side too. So there's that. Um, women, you'll love it. You can go to divineliving.com to see all of my stuff or it's sold where um, books are sold, uh, Amazon and otherwise. And um, for those of you that women, 
that would like the free companion course to the book, you can go to divineliving.com forward slash audacity. Um, and there's books and videos and a cool Facebook group for you to get into. Sorry, guys, this one is just for the ladies. Uh, or you Dean has me. a wig. It's okay. <laughs> you can follow me on Instagram at Gina DeV. That's awesome. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you so much for being here. We're going to, um, we're going to take a quick break. Dean and I are going to come back and do a quick, uh, post interview wrap up. Um, but Dean, any parting shots, uh, for Gina before, uh, before we part ways? No, just say, uh, thanks. It's been great, great catching up and great to hear all this. Thank you for sharing everything. I think you've definitely given, like, just like you said at the beginning, this isn't just what we just discussed. This isn't just for somebody just starting out to get that no. first 10K, but we've essentially given a blueprint for everybody from the beginning, you know? So I think if, if people just take that on board and no matter where they're at, I think there's been so much gold in here. So, uh, yeah, thank you so much for sharing. It's been awesome. Well, there's so, so many just like principles right right principles that are that are appropriate they're universal principles that you can apply no matter where you are what you're doing what you want to be doing what you want to create and all that other stuff and um and so i think uh you know this is exactly uh what i was hoping for with this show gina so thank you so much for being here really uh really appreciate it uh thanks james and thanks dean and to everyone else just remember success is meant for everyone so go get yours Thanks oh, I love that. Bye, Thanks. We'll be right back, you guys. See you in a second. All right, you guys, we're interrupting this incredible episode to bring you a very important announcement. And that announcement is the new Just the Tips members area. What? What? <laughs> We've created a members area that has trainings right out of the gate from Dean and I on our best strategies to help you grow your business. And many of our guests that we've had on the show have offered to put some of their best stuff inside the members area to help you guys have access to all sorts of content that'll help you grow your marketing, grow your sales, make sure you're staying on top of your business and you can work on your business, not in your business, get more results in less time. I can't even, like the reason you don't even hear Dean right now is he's galloping around the studio on his horse from sheer excitement. Dean, can you please stop galloping for one second and tell our good natured listeners what's going on? Roll that horse. So, uh, so if I can slow this thing down, there's only one place you got to go to get all this good stuff, and that is jttshow.com. That's jttshow.com. It's all free, and I think you're going to love it. We will see you guys on the inside of the new Justin Tibbs members area, jttshow.com. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. All right, well, there we go. Got a little uh, a little plug for the new Justin Tips members area. So, um, yeah. So I think I think that was really awesome conversation, you know. And it's 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 such a good you know if if you've not been exposed to that type of thinking mm. before, it's so important. And if you have been, it's still so important because right. your mindset and the and the way that you're you having a relationship with with money is is directly proportional to so many different things in your life um so th i i thought that was uh, an amazing conversation we have with gina yeah i loved it and i, I think one of the one of the things actually that that stuck out for me because i resonated with it was actually a, a part of the conversation at the very beginning uh, where Gina was talking about, you know, attending that seminar for the first time and how she felt, you know, it was like, if I had that money, I wouldn't need a coach. And, you know, those feelings, I remember all of those exactly. And I think one of the things that I'd love to just kind of summarize on and, and draw out for people, if if you listen from the beginning, 
was to be very aware of like whether you are attaching your own personal circumstance right now and situation to what you feel is going on everywhere else. And what I mean by that specifically, I think Gina touched on this, is like a lot of times if you're in a bad situation, if you right now are financially struggling or something bad's happening and, you know, generally you're just struggling for whatever reason, a lot of times we will feel like or impose upon ourselves that, this is how everyone is right now. The world is struggling. Right. Everyone's struggling yeah. just like me. And so, of course, when it then comes to this idea of charging money and commanding higher prices, like what Gina was talking about there, if you've been in that bad spot and that's impacted the way that you're thinking, your mindset, your mentality in that space, you're absolutely going to sabotage your chance of success mm -hmm. because you are just going to go out there and believe that nobody can afford what you're going to offer anyway. So are you really going to do yourself a, a service there and actually effectively go out and with full belief and conviction that somebody needs you? No, you're going to kind of slowly be behind the scenes, perhaps almost a bit apologetic about making someone an offer. Maybe start heavily reducing your prices because, well, you have to because everyone's struggling yeah. right now, right? Yeah. So I think that's such an important point because the reality is even as, and let's be clear, I'm not saying there isn't devastating things going on right now. You know, my, my mother-in-law sat in ICU in hospital. My father-in-law sat at home recovering from bowel cancer. People around us are dying. Friends, connect, people we're connected with. There is devastation happening. That's not what I'm trying to say here. What I'm saying is, is be very, very mindful to realize that whatever situation you're in, if that's negative, the rest of the world isn't all also feeling that exact same impact. And you have to go out there with full belief and conviction that, you know, people can take you up on what you have. You must believe in that because at the end of the day, if you know what you're doing, which you should to be able to do that, you have to believe that the outcome, no matter what you charge, no matter what it is, it could be a million dollar package. But if the outcome is more valuable to the client paying you that, it really doesn't matter. Price does not matter. Yeah. So I just really wanted to pick up on that. That really struck a chord with me at the beginning. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because I think there's a tendency um, uh, for people to sell out of their own pocketbook, right? They're yeah. like, oh, like, oh, this is what I can afford. This is what everybody else can afford. And it's such a, it's such a, uh, a small, a small narrow view of what really is happening. Um, and you know, there's, uh, there's a saying that I like that says, you know, we might all be in the same storm but that doesn't mean we're all in the same boat. Right. Ooh. Um, you know, some, somebody could be in a, you know, a little life raft sort of thing and somebody else is in, you know, a big, you know, a cruise ship or, a right. you know, ocean liner or whatever. Right. And, and it's, it's different. And if you think that just because like all this stuff is happening for you, it's happening exactly the same way, impacting people in the same way that it's impacting you. You're, you're really not taking a customer centric approach mm. towards what you're doing. Right? Um, right. And so that, that has so many implications, but I'm really glad that you brought that up um, because I think that uh, is a, is a false belief and a problem that really gets in people's way from creating uh, what would be an extraordinary result for them, even when they're capable of creating that extraordinary result. Yes. Right. It's like you're, right. if you're capable of doing it and you're, you know, you're cutting yourself off at the knees and that's the, that's the worst thing that you could possibly do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I think that was a, it was a great, great conversation. I know whenever 
to me, whenever the conversation of, you know, people talking about the, the more spiritual side of manifestation, things like this, it was a conversation that I used to always really just switch out of, to be honest. Yeah. I'm just, I just don't think that way or never, never did. I, I've worked on that area because, you know, my mentality always used to be, no, you, you don't manifest anything. You go out and you work for it. You, you, you make it happen through hard work and sheer effort. And I think, you know, I've, I've learned over the years that, no, that's not what somebody like Gina is saying, right? When we talk about manifestation and, and all those side of things that we just touched on, we're not saying or nobody's saying that you sit down and just visualize your goals and they appear, right? right. So uh, I, I hope if anybody's kind of listening in or did listen in today and you're kind of thinking the way I used to think, I still hope you was really open to that and uh, really poked up on everything that was shared there. So many great tips. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I think, you know, um, the the one thing I'll say before we wrap up the comment that she made about the burning desire mm. and like, like I am going to make this happen. Like I'm never going to be in this situation before. Like all those things, like there is so much power in just that. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, so I hope that, you know, as you're listening, you took that away as well. Um, yes. you know, because nothing, nothing at the end of the day is more powerful than the desire that you bring to what you do. So yeah. Awesome show. Um, I, uh, I guess I got to leave you now because we're, uh, we're wrapping up. Good luck on your ride home, uh, your horseback ride home. Hopefully, yep. uh, hopefully to, uh, you know. get changed now into the leather pants. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Make sure you keep your stilettos on, um, snap a picture, post it online so everybody could see. Um, but thank you to all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys being here with us today and, um, drop us a line, drop us a comment. Um, shout out to our Zing Zhao listeners. We appreciate you guys. Yeah out there. And uh, this is James P. Friel signing off from another episode of Just Tips My Co's, Mr. Dean Holland. We will talk with you guys later. See you, everybody. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipsshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to go from being a hustling entrepreneur to an effective CEO, capable of running your company without being stuck in the day-to-day, -day, visit me for free training and resources at jamespfreel.com. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License.